super good morning and wishing you a fantastic Friday ahead. Welcome to today's episode. Three things we are talking about today. Gold and gold miners drop. Why did financials drop after a hawkish Fed? And Bank of Japan likely to stand pat on rates. The S&P 500 notched the third consecutive session of declines Thursday, kept under pressure by sliding shares of materials and financial companies. Markets opened little change and then drifted between small gains and losses throughout much of the session. While advances in technology shares helped the Nasdaq Composite end higher, both the S&P 500 and Dow finished with losses. The S&P 500 ended Thursday down about 0.1%, the Dow was down about 0.6%, the Nasdaq went up higher by about 0.9%. Shares of miners were among the biggest decliners in the broad market hurt by the slide in gold prices. The price of the precious metal tends to decline when investors anticipate rates rising and yield-bearing investments becoming more attractive. So gold was down another 2.5% yesterday. Mining company Barrick Gold dropped about 6.3% and Newmont lost about 7%. Meanwhile, CureVac slumped about 39% after the German company said its experimental COVID-19 vaccine fared poorly in a large clinical trial, dimming the short prospect for wider use. The US labor market momentum sagged. New jobless claims reversed direction last week, rising to about 412k from a revised 375k, uh, defying consensus for a drop. The jump was concentrated in three states, though Pennsylvania, California and Kentucky. Continuing claims were little changed, while economists had forecasted a decline. Financial stocks lost ground as Treasury yields slipped. Bank of America was down 4.4%. Morgan Stanley was down about 3.5% as well. Bank stocks rose when Fed released its June monetary policy statement. This is on Wednesday, one that pointed to earlier than expected rate hikes. On Thursday, yesterday, they were among the market's biggest losers. So what was the reason for that? Banks generally make money by borrowing money at the short and lending it out long and making a profit off the spread. When longer term rates rise faster than shorter term ones, banks' margins generally get better while the profits deteriorate when the opposite happens. After yesterday's meeting, the 10-year yield got a big bounce. It rose by about 7 basis points to about one7 while the two-year yield also rose by three basis points to about 0.20, putting the spread between the two at about 1.36 percentage points. The widening made the financial sector generally and bank stocks specifically one of the few sectors to react positively to the Fed's announcement on Wednesday. The bank ETF was up about 0.9% and JP Morgan was also up about 0.7%. The market, however, has had a change of heart. The 10-year yields has fallen to about 1.50, while the 2-year has risen to about 0.21, putting the gap between the two at 1.29 versus the 1.36 that I spoke about earlier. That so-called flattening of the yield curve is bad news for the rate-sensitive sectors like banks. The SPDR bank ETF fell about 4.5%, while JP Morgan dropped about 2.9%. Why the about phase from the market? For yields to keep rising, the economy needs to show that it is recovering quickly. Otherwise, investors are going to bet on a repeat of the slow growth the US experienced after the financial crisis of 2008. With jobless claims missing by a wide margin on Thursday and experiencing the first rise following six weeks of drop, the market showed some concerns 
for that long-term growth. Another reason for the 10-year yield not rising is because the rate increase could likely limit inflation in the longer term, though prices are likely to keep rising in the shorter term. So the chief option strategist that Interactive Brokers remarks, the market was telling you today that we see rates going up in the intermediate term, but it would be done in such a way that it would quell inflationary expectations. So yesterday we saw flattening across various curves. The 30-year bond fell as much as 16 basis points to about 2.05 the day after the Fed meeting, its lowest level and biggest intraday drop since February. The yield curve as measured by the gap between the 5 and the 30-year debt yields uh, was driven to as little as 118 basis points, a level unseen since November. The following treasury yield has cleared the way for tech stocks to rise. Many tech companies are fast growing, looking for profit expansion for years into the future. And lower long-dated bond yields boost the value of those future profits. And that's why technology did well yesterday. In the currency markets, anticipation of higher rates helped push the dollar index higher. The basket was up by about 0.5%, added on to the gain of about 0.8% that we saw on Wednesday. Lastly, we have the Bank of Japan today. The Bank of Japan is likely to sound a lot gloomier than the Fed. Policymakers will use this meeting or the next to extend COVID-era lending measures to year-end from September is what the analysts are projecting. The central bank could also signal that it intends to stand pat on rates and on asset purchases for the foreseeable future, diverging from its US counterpart. Japan's core CPI is also due today, may have been flat in May after nine months of declines is what consensus is saying. That is the update. Stay safe and healthy. Have a lovely weekend ahead and I'll talk to you on Monday. 